Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Swedenborgian Community Online. We are here to uplift each other wherever we're at, spiritually, uh, emotionally, physically, no matter our beliefs, our traditions. Um, we're also an affirming community, open to people of all uh, stripes and uh, walks in this world. Now, we do hope to uplift health in each other, and I think that's exactly uh, what Reverend Kit Billings uh, will do for us this evening as he shares his thoughts on spirituality and eco-justice. Uh, just so you know, this is kind of a special broadcast because it's the second part of the uh, recent annual convention's opening service. Uh, the annual convention is a gathering of Swedenborgians from all around North America, uh, that happens once a year to share our thoughts, our viewpoints, and Reverend Kidd was this year's uh, preacher. Uh, so he had plenty of responsibilities because that's also uh, the area of the country that he serves pastorally. So his community at uh, the Laporte New Church helped to provide uh, a lot of the, the lodging, the, the connections, the, the planning for this year's convention. So heartfelt thanks goes out to them. A heartfelt thanks goes out to you for connecting with us, and especially those of you uh, in the chat sea or in our new uh, Facebook group, which is different than our page, where we're trying to uplift more dynamic conversation uh, to connect with each other more throughout the week, hopefully, going forward. So get on that. It's, it is a new offering, so it's a little bare bones at this point, but I think it'll be a good place for us to connect, and be sure to subscribe wherever you find us. Now, as you know, with this community, uh, we strive to uplift each other, but also nature. Uh, uplift all people, beings, all creation, wherever it's at, not in our own specific dogma or tradition or beliefs, but where we find uh, those things to be, those people to be. And so let us open our hearts to other viewpoints while still staying grounded in our own spirituality. Let us center our minds on divinity in our lives, the universe, God in our hearts. As we open our ears to the people around us, open our hearts to the humility and service and love that God wants from us. And let us come together hearing how God is speaking to us in today's reflection. Now take it away, Kit. Well, I know we've already been worshiping an awful lot tonight. No, thank you, Matthew. Um, but I would, from my heart, to all of you, 
my sisters. Welcome. Welcome to this convention. Uh, also from all of us in the Illinois Association Churches. This message was so beautiful for me that <laughs> you know me, I always cry anyway. <laughs> so, as the president of the Illinois Association, I bid you welcome from the people of the Church of the Open Word in St. Louis, from the Sweet Board Library that Karen is leading, and from the Virginia Street Church in St. Paul, Minnesota, and from all of us here in Laporte at the Laporte New Church. It's wonderful to have you here. It's been way too long since the convention has been here in Indiana, since 1956. And so, from all of us and all of these churches, um, and a very heartfelt welcome from us locally, we're very pleased that you came. And it is a joy to be here with you and to worship. So will you join with me in a moment of prayer? O God of wonder and awe and majesty, you who not only created each one of us, but you who literally are sustaining each one of us in tremendous rays of love and goodness and light. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful time together where we can listen to one another, and perhaps most of all, in a very unique way that we can only do once a year, when we all come together. We thank you for this opportunity to feel your presence, your beauty, your greatness, that truly does live within all life, all things, all matter, and within our souls. Thank you, God, for any moment <laughs> that we get to worship, which can happen at any time. But right now, we're focusing ourselves very deeply and humbly and lovingly upon you. Thank you, Lord. Well, will you join with me in our responsive call to worship that is in our bulletin? We are here to worship and enjoy God with body and soul, mind and heart, with song and word, and with hands and feet. God has given to earth and all her creatures to reflect upon God's trust in us as co-caretakers of the great home which the Lord sustains. 
Genesis 1, 131. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God saw all that he had made. And it was very good. He made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. The Lord reigns, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the seas resound in all that is in it, let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy, they will sing before the Lord for he comes, he comes to judge the earth. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. So we have that amazing jubilation, incredible awesome eternal truths, but it is the divine that creates all things. And everything in creation responds with a joyful noise, a song of gratitude and love in response. So contrast that with this very beautiful and somewhat heart-wrenching story that ends with great joy. This is from Luke, chapter 12, verses 10 through 15. Now he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight 
and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger? and lead it away to give it water. And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? As a piece of uh, additional theological reflection for you tonight, I'd like to offer you this insight for this worship service from True Christianity 364.3. Swedenborg wrote, The Lord is omnipresent, and everywhere he is present, he is present with his entire essence. It is impossible for him to take out some of his essence and give part of it to one person and another part to another. He gives it all. He also gives us the ability to adopt as much as we wish of it, whether a little or a lot. The Lord says that he has a home with those who do his commandments, and that the faithful are in him, and he is in them. In a word, all things are full of God. We each take our own portion from that fullness. All things are full of God. Well, if there's any sort of a smidgen of mystic in you, and you can actually open yourself up and experience at least a little bit of that short sentence, I have a lot more hope than I did when I walked in here today. As many mystics and poets from across the globe and for thousands of years have expressed, our new, our new church teachings stand on this beautiful belief that the divine life and energy of God are the building blocks of all life itself. In other words, this is one of the big messages that Earth has been speaking to human beings ever since we first became conscious, which was, I think, probably way back in the Golden Age, way back in the goddess times, the goddess religions, when people were okay with both men and women being pregnant with the divine. For most of my life, I've looked at this gorgeous and mystical heart and soul of our faith tradition as something not exactly crucial for the human race. I thought it was a wonderful blessing, a wonderful stage of enlightenment to get to when a human being actually begins to experience even just a little bit of that short phrase, that all things are full of God. Well, because of what science is telling us that Reverend Fox went over so wonderfully tonight, 
It is now no longer, in my view, in my belief, this is now no longer an option. Humanity, as he was sharing, has got to wake up, at least the vast majority of people, to that beautiful, simple, childlike awareness that all things are just simply full of God. Bingo! <laughs> if we can do that, then there's a lot of hope. Well, curiously, today that's how I began my day, with our general council in a worship service. And it was just a, your typical devotion time, and Paul led it with his beautiful music and playing. Uh, and then we began to enter even more deeply into worship. And this wonderful spirit came over us, this wonderful energy and, and feeling that God is everywhere. At least that's how I was experiencing it. And then the meeting started, and we got into this really important discussion about the licensed pastor program. And I just love it when anybody is willing to open up and really just say what they think, say what they're, they're really concerned about, and what's doing, uh, going well. Well, then it so happened that after my time on the council was, was done, I was just sort of walking on air, so to speak, in this spiritual state. And I walked outside, and as always happens with me when I'm really just sort of open to God, I looked up at the beautiful blue sky and the, those wonderful clouds that were slowly drifting by. And I looked at the trees that were full of leaves that were dancing in the wind. And lo and behold, I walked under this one tree and my favorite bird was sitting in that tree right there. And it just started singing away. <laughs> it was this beautiful red cardinal. And the, the, the beauty of that red and that bird and that crest on the top with its discerning black over its eyes, but then just the way it was just singing. I'm telling you, that bird was literally embodying the joy and gladness and gratitude that I was feeling. And I just felt one with that bird. So it's just very simple, really. It's not that that difficult at all for us human beings to enter into a mystical state just like that. All it really takes is a willing heart and uh, making the time to do it. So, simple, deep, sweet, mystical connection was happening in that beautiful little but big moment between God and myself. And it was just like I was re-experiencing the glory and wonder and majesty of, of the universe between me and that cardinal. <coughs> Absolutely precious. Well, no wonder it says in Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Not to dominate it, not to use it to all of my extent, to the exclusion of everybody else, but to take care of it. From a biblical standpoint, examining its literal and inner depths of love and wisdom, God places us here within a vital covenant, a vital 
personal, spiritual, sacred contract. And God says, I'm going to give you all of myself, and you're going to receive all that you want, but I need you to partner with me, to take care of this precious place, this amazing green and blue planet that is literally our incubator. This is the place that God has made that is not just good, but very good. And as we know, joining with the Lord more fully means that then I want to put this incredible blessing, this overflow of love and wisdom that God is giving me and all of you and all the world, it means I want to respond with that love just to be of service, to be of use. And clearly, as we're hearing tonight, our world is not just speaking to us, it is shouting to us. And so I absolutely am in harmony with uh, what Reverend Fox was talking about. I wrote this message not knowing what he was going to talk about, really, although I did take a gander at his book. <laughs> but my, my core message in this homily tonight is simply uh, to continue to do everything we can to not only awaken the mystic within each of us, that beautiful, childlike, mystical sense and, and power and beauty and life that we are, but then as a denomination, to be as creative and as playful and as intelligent as we can, you know, to partner up with the divine and all of the earth and all of its creatures to just get the truth out as best we can. Swedenborg wrote so very well. It is the very feeling of delight itself, inherent in the love of doing good, apart from any thought of recompense, that is the reward lasting to eternity. So however each one of us can wisely and lovingly, together or as individuals, However we from love can be of use to this sacred home, this amazing planet Earth, which has housed and nurtured us and cared for us our entire lives and for so many generations. Whenever we can be of use to Mother Earth in her despair, in her groaning and moaning at this point, then the Lord will simply give us the, the tremendous blessing and delight of being useful. And to me it's these simple, spiritual, mystical abilities and disciplines that God gives us and has been giving humanity for thousands of years. It's just when we put these things as a major priority in life, instead of materialism and hedonism and all those things that can drown out the spiritual. That is what makes me really, really peaceful inside. So that really the true awe of life is just being with one of you. And then I don't get so hungry to stuff myself way full of too much food and too much drink and to want the next cell phone, which this isn't, 
But instead of wanting to rely on these physical things for my delight and my wonder and awe, I'm going to rely mostly on God and on you. And on all these beautiful creatures that are around us. I understand more deeply now than ever that this marvelously beautiful, intricate, ecologically rich world that God sustains and is God's way of incubating all of us and getting us ready for heaven. That really new church teachings tell us that all of this beauty and wonder around us is literally a reflection of the inner spiritual gardens of beauty and wonder and awe that are just a natural part of regeneration. You know. So it's crucial for me to recognize and celebrate that everything in the cosmos and all life and substance and nature on earth, this is huge. And I know that this is probably preaching to the choir, but just to remember to remind myself that all things and all of the love and the goodness and truth that are in me, everything really belongs to God. This whole world is it's just on loan, really. And so if I have any kind of real, spiritual, faithful love for the Lord, then I will want to take care of this earth. I will want to make the sacrifices of behavioral changes in my habits that are going to be a part of the grand awakening and healing of our world. The challenge we now face is that most of our world's overly expansive human population, now at around 8 billion and climbing, have become addicted to using far too much land, too much water, and too many natural resources to sustain an ecologically rich and healthy way of life. We have allowed our selfish inclinations passed down to us from many generations to dupe ourselves into feeling like the earth is my pearl and I can do with it whatever I want, whenever I feel like it. It's just so hedonistic. A vast number of our world's climatologists, economists, and biologists have been pumping plenty of research ad nauseum now for over 20 years or more, informing our world that continues to heat up like a massive oven, causing massive melting of our polar ice caps, mostly caused because of our overly abundant and lavish lifestyles, emitting too much greenhouse gases causing that worldwide oven effect. In short, some of the biggest challenges we face is that our world as a whole needs to have in some way, we need to stop having so many kids. We've got to decrease the number of people coming into this world. And because more and more millions of people continue to be born at expansive rates, we then must consume more water, cut down more oxygen-producing rainforests, and use too many natural resources to house, clothe, and sustain ourselves with food. As Stephen Emmett wrote in a great article in an online newspaper that I read this week, the behavioral changes that are required of us are so fundamental that no one wants to make them. What are they? 
We need to consume less, a lot less. We need to eat less food, consume less energy, less stuff. Not make and use so many cars. Use more electric cars if that is better for the environment. Stop making so many cotton t-shirts. Why is that? Because it takes a lot of water to grow cotton. And we of course need to make fewer laptops and depend ourselves so entirely on digital devices. Uh, stop seeking for that very next cell phone upgrade just because it looks so cool. We simply need to consume far less. The bottom line for me is a person who strives to love the Lord my God with all my heart and all my soul, all my mind and all my strength, and all of you and all my other neighbors as myself. The bottom line is that I need to be thinking about at least seven generations ahead, that they are my nearest neighbor as well. And so whatever habits and decisions that we're making as a whole, we've got to be thinking, how are our decisions and choices affecting seven generations or more down the road? Because we're the stewards and caretakers of the earth. God is trusting us to take care of it so that those generations far in the future will have a gloriously beautiful and healthy earth. So, why did I read that New Testament uh, scripture? Because to me, that woman, who, even though she'd been bent over like that, for 18 years, I think for me, she's a metaphor of what our world and what all of us are really experiencing and feeling inside. But because of how we're abusing the planet, spiritually we're causing ourselves to have a big old backache. <clears throat> and it's when Jesus came up immediately after seeing her and he laid his hand on her. The Sweetmore wrote about that passage. What that passage is simply symbolizing is that whenever anyone wants to receive the divine power of life, personally, in my heart, and in my mind, whoosh, up I come. So what do you say? Should we do a little bit of intentional suffering and change our habits? Shall we pull our proverbial ostrich, ostrich heads out of the sand and face the hard and inconvenient truths we humans have created? and make the life changes that we must in order to protect and guard this sacred, beautiful earth. This beautiful world that is not only speaking to us, but is groaning and suffering and weeping all around us. It's high time we stop making excuses and elect politicians who get the truth, who get the message, and are willing to lead our people into making wise decisions of how we can really be caretakers of God's world. We can do it if we so choose to be mystically centered in the Lord who makes all things possible when we open up and love and cooperate.
so, as was said on the Council of Ministers, let's move forward together in the divine human of our one glorious maker who has given us our life. Amen. Well, isn't that a beautiful message from Reverend Kit Billings? Uh, a lot to, to reflect on, uh, to uplift in our own lives. I feel at this point in history, we're all called to change not only our hearts, uh, but our habits, how we treat others uh, from the inside out to all of creation. And let us do that as in community, as uh, the divinities bodies on earth as God's tools and glorious human beings that we are. And may we help each other find the ecology of the Lord's kingdom, queendom, uh, within and without, diverting disaster and destruction in our own hearts and lives, in our own families and communities, and in our world and universe. Thanks again, everyone, for connecting with us. Uh, be sure to subscribe, hit the bell, uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure to also uh, connect with us in our new Facebook group uh, where we're trying to get to know each other a little bit more and ask the questions that are really on our hearts because it's all about connection, illumination, and love. Now go forth knowing that you are quite loved. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.